0: Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. Romans 8 28. I want to share a word with you tonight. How many of you are ready for the word? I want to share a word with you tonight. Romans eight twenty eight. it says and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose is there do I have some called people in the house tonight I said, do I have some called people in the house tonight? Do I have some called people in the house tonight? If you're called, then things are working out for your good. I want you to find a neighbor, turn around, look at your neighbor, say, listen, things are working out for my good. Things are working out. Things are working out. Things are working out. Things are working out for me. Things are working out. I said, if you serve in this house, if you belong to this church, if you're part of this ministry, then you know you're called. And you know one thing, things are working out for you. Amen, you don't sound like you believe it. I said things are working out for you. Things are working out for you. Second Kings four, I wanna share a story with you tonight. It's quite long, I'm gonna read it a bit. I wanna share a story with you tonight. The title of my message, if you want a title, is called, It's Not That Serious. not that serious second Kings 4 8 now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a noble woman and she persuaded him to eat some food so it was as often as he passed by he would turn in there to eat some food and she said to her husband look now I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly please Let us make a small upper room on the wall, and let us put a bed for him there, and a table and a chair and a lampstand, so it will be, whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and turned into the upper room and laid down there, verse 12, then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman, when he had called her, she stood before him, and he said to him, Say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell amongst my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gahazi answered, actually... She has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year. About this time next year, your blessing is about to knock you across your face about this time next year, that door you've been waiting for will be wide open. You'll be walking right in there. About this time next year, every application you submit will be approved. About this time next year, that house that you've been thinking about buying, you'll be walking in. About this time next year, whatever desire of your heart will be accomplished. He said to her, About this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maid servant. My God, my God. Verse 17 But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her, and the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father to reapers, And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. Verse 20. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till nude and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door upon him and went out. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees and died. Somebody say, "Uh uh-oh. Isn't it interesting? How can God give you a blessing and have the blessing die? Are you with me? Are you with me? I I just want to give a side note just for a second. Just because your blessing dies doesn't mean it's the end of it. I don't know if you receive that. That is just a side note. Just because your blessing dies doesn't mean it's the end of it. Verse 22. Then she called her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not shackle the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Camel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar that he said to his servant Gehazi, look, the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Verse 36, and he called Gehazi and said, call this Shamanite woman, and he called her. And when she came in to him, he said, pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody it's not that serious. I don't think they heard you. Say it again. Turn to the neighbor you ignored. Tell them it's not that serious. I just read a really deep emotional story. I just read a really deep emotional story. You know, it's interesting, and I know that a lot of you will bear me witness how many times you hear the sentence, it is, come on somebody. You hear it all the time. You say it all the time. We don't say it to ourselves, but we say it to others. It's never well for us on our own, but it's well for somebody else. We say it to others. We we practically recite it. It is a cliche. We do it all the time. It's the way out of a conversation. Come on, somebody. It's your way out. Ever get those people who come and they just, I, I just need to talk to you. And you're, you know, God knows the next hour and a half of your time is about to go. And so to cut short your support, to cut short your, um, how do you say this, your opinion, you know, your support, your concern, to cut short uh, your, your counseling session, you say to them, It is well. It's well. It is well. We use it so lightly, yet we forget that it is well is in fact a statement of faith. I said, when you declare it is well, it is actually a statement of faith. I was sitting down I was asking God, you know, what do you want me to do? You know what do you want me to say to Campus Rush? You know tonight I'm not trying. To, I don't want to throw any shade today. I want to be nice. You know I want to be clean. I I don't want to be, you know I don't want to be throwing anything. Just trying to come correct. You know I just I just want to give a word and go home, and you know just have them love me. I know there's a lot of new people in the house. New people in the house. Yes, if you're new. No, no nobody's new. Are you new here? If you're new, yes. Make some noise if you know you're new to Campus Rush. So that means that you don't know me. Hi, my name is Angie. And I like throw Shade, no, I'm joking. Um, So we say this all the time. You know, we throw this sentence out all the time. I mean, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, we speak it out all the time, yet, God was speaking to me and he was saying, people don't realize that it is actually a statement of faith. When you're saying it is well, you are declaring to the enemy that listen, no matter what you're trying to throw at me, no matter the son that you're trying to kill, the class that you're trying to get me to fail, the job that you think you're taking away from me, I will not be moved, I will not be moved, I will not be shaken by what you're trying to bring my way. Listen, you can't get me, listen, You can't confuse me. Listen, you can't come close to me. You will not affect me. It is well. When you're speaking that sentence out, that is actually what you are doing. So we come to a story of a woman. A woman. A woman. I know this is Campus Rush, but let me speak to you for a moment, okay? We come to a story of a woman who had no child and had a husband that was old. But who served? Hello. Some of you, if in the next five years God doesn't give you a husband, I don't know if you're still gonna be serving. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I don't know if I'm still gonna see you here. I don't know if I'm gonna see you at the King's Palace. Talking about how you moving on. Oh, God is taking me somewhere else. I have an impression in my spirit, that's time for me to go. Hello. This woman, this woman, you guys actually don't know. I don't think you guys are ready. I don't think you guys are ready. This woman served a man of God. She served who? That wasn't even her pastor. She served a man of God time and time and time and time again she would make food for him so that when he would come by her town there would be a place for him to go and to eat and you know what she did it without expecting anything no man of God when are you praying for me man of God I need a word Man of God, I don't know, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not moving forward in the ministry. Like I feel like I'm just serving in the same place. Man of God, I feel like everybody's moving forward. Like, man of God, like how come this person just got here and you know, like now they're a leader and I'm still sitting on the chair? Man of God, when am I gonna be a pastor? Man of God, I wanna sing. She served. Are you guys getting me tonight? Listen, what's the title of my message? It's not that serious, B. Baby girl, it ain't that serious. She served. She served. She did what? She even made a room in her house. She took her money, her resources, Convinced her husband to make room in their house for the man of God For the man of God For the man of God see for as long as you are in God's house. God can't forget you You serve God because he is God and not because of what you can get Do you understand? Do you understand that this woman didn't have a child? Now, you might be 18, so you don't understand what that is to not have a child. You might be 22 and be talking about how you ain't having kids until you're 30. No shade. You might be 30, talking about how you think you ain't ready yet. But the woman is married. Think about it. Like, picture yourself. Okay, young girls, sorry, guys. I'm not, you know, it's vice versa. Okay? Picture yourself in the next 20 years. Careers on point. You look good. Your house is beat. 3,000 square feet. Driving BM. You know, I mean, you, your job is on point. Everything is good. But you don't have a child. How do you think you'd feel? What do you think would be going through you? what do you think will be going through your spirit what do you think your emotions will be going through so put yourself in that woman's shoes and yet do you realize in the scripture that i just read when the man of god asked her what can i do for you she responded nothing oh i don't know if you guys are ready for a word am i speaking a campus rush When the man of God asked her, what can I do for you, her response was nothing. See, though she didn't ask for anything, the prophet spoke a word and that child came to pass. But the key is that she didn't ask for anything. She didn't ask for anything. She didn't ask for anything. She didn't ask for absolutely anything. She didn't say, Man of God, we need money, man of God, we need a child, prophet. This was, when she didn't say nothing. She said zero. Who spoke on her behalf? The prophet's servant, Gahazi. May a Gahazi rise for you tonight. I say, may somebody look around and be like, no, no, wait, Pastor Kofi, you need to promote this person. May somebody look around and say, no, come on, come on, God, you need to bless this person. I said, can Agahazi rise for you and help you push your break, your blessing through? Amen. Somebody spoke on her behalf. She didn't speak. She didn't speak. Somebody spoke on our behalf. The woman could have become an emotional wreck. Think about it. Think about it. Some of you fail one exam, you think life is over. One, one exam. One, one exam, one midterm. One, one midterm, and you're just about ready to quit school, pack your bags, and go back to Brampton. <laughs> you know, one midterm. One midterm, and that's it. My life is over. My career is over. Law school is over. You know, medical school is over. I mean, everything is just over. One midterm in first year. One midterm. One midterm. Those of you who have graduated or are in fourth year, I mean, what is one midterm in first year? Come on now. Come on, somebody. Nothing. One midterm, but your life is over. A boyfriend dumps you. It's the end of the world. He said we were going to be together forever. I could have told you that wasn't true. I could have told you myself. It's not prophecy. It's not prophecy. It's not. It's just common sense. It's not prophecy. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You guys sit down, sit down. Sit down. We bless God. Okay, let me, let, me, let me balance the equation. Ladies, leave the guys alone. They want to study. They want to study. You know, you may be cute in first year, but when they get to fourth year and their head starts working a little bit better, they realize that, "Mm." So then they start telling you things like, it's not you, it's me. (laughs) You didn't do anything. You're a good girl. But you know, I'm just, I'm not ready. But then three months later, they're engaged. No shade. That was not (laughs) for anybody. Sit down, sit down, sit down. We bless God. Come on, take your seat. In all seriousness, In all seriousness, in all seriousness, this lady could have been crying for days. Ladies, you know how we do it. She could have been crying for days. She could have even cursed God. She could have gotten angry. But instead, she decided to pursue God. Who do you pursue when tragedy knocks at your door? Who do you run after? Who do you go to? Who's the first person you speak to? I didn't say call, I said speak to. Who do you grant to? She decided to pursue her God. Sorry, my eyes acted up. She decided to pursue her God. She decided to pursue God. Do you notice that in this story, She never makes a negative statement. Do you realize that? She never speaks a negative word. CR, let me tell you something. What you speak is what you see. What you speak is what you see. Stop blaming everybody else for where you are right now. You spoke it. You spoke it. You spoke it. You spoke it. You think every time you're saying, oh, I can't do it, You think it's just you, you know, sharing your challenges. No, it's speaking negativity. Speak faith and not fear. Speak faith. Speak faith. Speak faith. So she spoke it. She never said anything negative in this entire statement. You know, let me tell you one thing. Faith does this thing. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. If you look into Second Corinthians 4 13, it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. We speak, we speak. Faith speaks. It speaks and it speaks things. It speaks good things. It declares it is well even when it is not well. It declares it is well in the midst of the storm. It declares it is well in the midst of your failure. It declares it is well in your list of your breakup. It declares it is well. Faith speaks. So this woman goes about and she speaks. She speaks. She never spoke a negative word in the whole 20-something chapter we just read. 20 chapter, sorry, verses we just read. You never see her say anything negative. Her husband asked her a question, and her response was, it is well. The servant of the prophet asked her her question, and her response was, it is well. Never in that time frame... Did she even open her mouth? Okay, wait, I'm going ahead of myself. Let me share three, three things with you guys. Guys, I'm almost done. Three things. Three things. Three things. The first thing I want you to note from what I shared is that she never told her husband her child was dead. You see, some of you talk a lot, eh? I just, I just want to point it out there. And, you know, in the name of friendship, best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, you just talk. You just talk. Pour your heart. It's a good thing. But there are some things that don't need to be said. Could she perhaps have said to herself, if I tell my husband we're about to have a funeral because he's going to cry, remember that he was old. Which means that he also longed for a child. So, could she have perhaps told herself, if I open up right now and tell him that, you know what? When you brought me the boy, he actually died. What do you think the situation would have become in that moment? So instead, she decided to say what to him? It is well. Do you realize that she left her home and went to pursue the prophet with her husband thinking the child is alive? Which means that you better bring in a live (laughs) child. If you know it's good for you, you better. Because the child was live. She never told her husband that the child was dead. She never told her husband that the child was dead. Listen, unless the person has what it takes to get you out of your mess, keep quiet. Keep quiet. Stop having 50 mentors. Asking everybody the same thing. Just pick one. Just pick one. You know, it's funny because, and I learned this long way, you don't, you don't realize that you, know, you, you share things with friends, with mentors, with people, and next thing you know, a random person So how's your boy that died? And you're like... Huh? And then you start going through your head, trying to think about like everybody you told. Have you guys done that before? Okay, so I told Nancy on Monday, and then I went, and I told this person, oh, it has to be this person because... Guilty. I used to do that. It's not necessary. Listen, unless they're God, (laughs) and they're about to bring down fire and bring down rain, and bring down the healing, and bring down what you need to come through for you in that moment, keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Some people ask too many questions. How you doing? How's your dog? How's your cat? How's school? That class is hard, eh? Are you, like, are you passing? And then you, too, you don't realize that, oh, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard. No, man. Think Some things are, <laughs> are better left unsaid. And we're talking about her own husband. I'm not saying don't tell your husband when you get married. You know, I'm not saying hide secrets from your husband when you get married. That's not what I'm saying. But in this case, I'm saying when you have a decision between sharing and releasing a negative word, keep quiet. Keep quiet, because you don't realize that what you release has an effect on you. It has an effect on the conclusion of the event. It's got an effect on whether it's going to go through or not. It's got an effect on whether you're going to get the job or not. When you already start saying, "I'm not going to get the job," you're not going to get the job." When you don't get it, you can't get upset. You spoke it. When you start walking out of the exam class and you're saying, "I failed, you're going to fail. When you see the promotion of the oh, I can't qualify, what do you think is gonna happen? You won't qualify. You don't qualify. And you know, we say these things without realizing that we're actually speaking negative things. And I'm saying this to you tonight because, as young people, you say things just because. I mean, it's facts. Strictly facts. <laughs> it's facts. It's, it's the truth. It's the reality of your situation. So you're not lying. You're speaking the truth. But sometimes speaking faith is better than speaking the truth. Speaking faith is better than speaking the truth. It's better than speaking the truth. Number two, she went to pursue the prophet. She went to pursue God. She went to pursue, pursue God. Let me tell you something tonight. The same God who came through for you last year is gonna come through for you this year, Ryan. The same God who healed you last year is going to heal you this year. The same God who opened that door for you last year is going to open for you this year. The same God who spoke on your behalf last year is going to speak on your behalf this year. If God is God, he will come through. You just pursue him. You just follow him. You just go after him. Keep coming Thursday after Thursday. Keep serving God. Keep doing what you're doing. Because you know what? He's going to come through. God never fails. God never, ever, ever fails. You know, when you're going through a tough time, eh? I always tell people the worst thing that you can do is to run away from God. You're going through a rough time, so then what do you do? You run away from God. You don't run Away, run to. Don't leave his presence. Get closer. Get there. Because same God right now. Same God. He's the same God. The same God who gave the word to the prophet to say to her by this time next year is the same God she ran to when the child died. When that blessing runs out and that blessing dies and that breakthrough seems like it's not really a breakthrough, the same God, the same God, the same God will still do it for you. He will still do it for you. There's no way you can serve God and not be blessed. There is no way you can serve God and have him forget you. There is no way you can know this great God and not experience his power and experience his healing and experience his goodness and experience his mercy and experience his love. There is absolutely no way because God works by faith. There is absolutely no way. Number three. She refused to leave God alone. She refused to leave God alone. When you go through challenges and tests, stay put. Stay put. Stay put. You know, in the school of God, not the school of life, in the school of God, exams never go away. Exams never go away. You don't graduate. There's no, I got it now. The day you make that statement, we're burying you. R-I-P, rest in peace. Until then, you don't graduate. So stop looking at your challenges like God forgot you. Stop making pity parties. They are called tests. They are called trials. They are called exams. Because every time you overcome one, it means it's your time for elevation. Every time you overcome one, it means it's your time for elevation. Every time you find yourself going through a challenge, listen. Tell yourself, my elevation is coming. My elevation is coming. My elevation is coming. My elevation is coming. It means the anointing is increasing. It means the grace is increasing. It means the gift is increasing. It means the doors are opening. You don't leave God alone. You don't leave God alone. Campus Rush, are you with me tonight? Are you sure you are with me tonight? See, David said in Psalm 63 verse 1 and 2, says, God, you are my God. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. I am in a dry and thirsty land. There are no food. I am struggling. I don't have water, but yet I'm going to look for your presence. I'm going to look for the sanctuary. I'm going to look for the place where there is power and there is glory. I'm going to look for your hand. I'm going to look for your presence. I'm going through this thing, but I'm going to look for you. I'm going to look for you. I'm going to look for you. He tells him, God, I'm going to look for you. Listen, I want you to know tonight, it is well. It is well. Everything will come together in its time. Everything will come in place in its time. Can you rise with me tonight? Everything will come in place in its time. Can I get you on the keys? Everything will come together in its time. time listen it's not that serious it's not that serious when your time comes no one can steal the moment from you when your time comes nobody can try to kick you out of that moment when your number comes up no one can try to skip the line no one can try to cheat you no one can try to take anything from you Just like the Shunammite woman who didn't even expect a blessing but received it. Who didn't even expect a blessing but received it. When the blessing she didn't expect died, she didn't turn away from God. Instead, she ran to God. Are you with me tonight? Are you with me tonight? Are you sure you are with me? Are you sure you are with me? What you are going through is not that serious. You need to know that there's always an enemy roaring about, roaring about, roaring about, roaring about. If you are doing something good, you must expect adversaries. And no, you don't get a break. There's no vacation, period, where you're left alone. As soon as you overcome one, the next one hits you by the door by the next day. You will constantly be under attack because you know what? You are called. You have a purpose. You are going somewhere. But yet all things work around for your good. For as long as you remain in the house, things work around for your good. God will always come through for you. God will always open the door for you. You can run and hide under his shadows any day, anytime. time. God will always be there. He will never turn away. He will never give you his back. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will stay even when you think he's not there. He's there. He's just quiet. Because sometimes you've got to pass that test. You've got to pass that moment. You've got to pass that trial. You've got to pass that tribulation and prove to God that, listen, my alliance to you is not in the blessing. My covenant to you is not in what you give me. It's not in what you give me. I'm not in it for what I can get. What if God chooses not to bless you at all? What if he chooses just not to do it? What can you do to God? He's God and God alone. So when these things are happening to you, they're only to prove, for you to prove to God that, listen, I'm in it because I love you. I'm in it because I love you. I'm in it because I love you. I'm in it because I want to serve. I'm in it because I love my pastor. I love this ministry. I want to serve. I want to give my time. God, I love you. I can't go anywhere. What am I going to do without you? Who am I going to be without you? What can I accomplish without you? So I'm in it for you and not because of what I can get. Come on, somebody begin to raise your hands in this place. I want to pray. I want to do two things tonight. I think I've The first thing I want to do is I want to pray for some people tonight. When I was preparing, I felt in my spirit that we should pray and and speak a word over anybody in this place that may be feeling down. Listen, if you came in tonight and you're feeling down, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling down you're feeling stuck you're on the verge of giving up you're about to turn away you feel like you're going nowhere you feel like you're running around in circle you feel like you're not accomplishing anything you feel like you're making a lot of noise but no action you feel like doors aren't opening if that is you i want you to meet me here I want you to meet me here. We want to pray for you. If that's all right, we want to pray for you. If that's all right, we want to pray for you. Because I want you to know this thing. It is well. Not because I want to say it. But because it is a statement of faith. And faith speaks. And for as long as you speak this faith. And you declare this faith. Everything that has been spoken about you will truly come to pass. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Do we have leaders in the house? CRM, can you help me? Keep coming, keep coming. This is for you tonight, 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 this is for you tonight. tonight. Listen, I want you to know that you will make it. I want you to know that you will make it. I want you to know that you are more than an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. This thing that you're going through is nothing compared to where God is about to take you. And if you haven't encountered this ministry yet, your life is about to be transformed. Because where God is, where God lives, where God moves, things happen. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoy this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.